Welcome to Third Tuesday Conversation, a monthly podcast that focuses on the ministry of faith formation with children, youth, and families in ELCA congregations. Our goal is to engage in conversations that strengthen and empower your ministry world. This podcast is produced by the ELCA Youth Ministry Network. I'm Danica Olson. I'm Elizabeth Pedersen. And I'm Adam Butler. What's up, party people? Whoop, whoop. Hello. Well, I'm one day away from vacation, so I'm feeling good. Hey, mm-hmm. oh. Vacation is great, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. I just cannot wait. I pray to God that good. your vacation doesn't <laughs> give you what it gave my family. At the beginning of June, can I tell a quick story? Yeah, oh God, I, mean, what I, I don't know why I frame it as a story. Like I just, I'm just going to complain about a vacation because oh, it no. should have been different. You know, you you build up vacation, right? And then three out of four of my family got a 24 hour stomach bug at Dang. one point during the trip. I mean, come on, right? Shoot, that <sighs> happened to us last summer. So if that happens again, no. Yeah, I know. I reject everything. <laughs> I reject that. <laughs> I do not accept. Nope. This that. vacation must be perfect. Yeah. Shoot. You know, there's we... there's something about like setting expectations too high and like you uh, being the result of it being disappointing. And then there's the other element <laughs> of just like a stupid bug that makes its way in. It's like, come on. We were having such a great time. <laughs> We listen, we do that with almost everything, right? Like I, so here's a little story, I guess. I built a deck last weekend. Did you guys see my pictures? Yeah, I built a deck yeah. for my in-laws. And so I had a beautiful plan. You know, I drew it all out. I had the materials. I pre-cut some stuff. I got all the things. I knew exactly how it was going to go. And like 15 minutes into the project, I was raging inside because it wasn't going the way I wanted. And promptly drove to Menards and Rage purchased a new drill because whatever. So we do this with lots of things. <laughs> it worked out okay. The deck got built, but I had a moment. Okay. I had a moment. Yeah. Such is life. Yeah. We had to delay our vacation a couple of days because we're all just on the backside of quarantine. So we're, Dang. yeah. So I, I feel you on that one and we haven't, well, A, we haven't left our house in <laughs> way too many days because it was a slow drip. First yeah. one and then three or four days later, then the next and the next and the next. And so I'm like doing all the mental math of like, okay, what day is day? Like, what day are we free? 10 days from the last shoe that dropped. <laughs> so we. Yep have to cut our vacation a couple of days short but in the scheme of things whatever but also i get it like the anticipation and the build up and wah wah so yeah it's uh all things in perspective uh yeah. life is okay totally um, but i pray that everyone's vacations that are upcoming no matter when they are uh go a little bit different than that so that you actually get what you what you're uh, get out of it, what you need. Right. Totally. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we deserve it. This with, with summer, man, summer. Woo! Great segue. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, do, do you find yourselves, uh, you two uh, thinking as we banter 
uh, about the ways that we're going to use it to segue. That's the that's the art, right? Totally. And then what's even a better art is naming that we segued, <laughs> right? Peek Check. behind a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> We've done it. We've done it. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about summer today and not about summer plans necessarily or summer camps or summer trips or summer this or summer that. Um, but we have spent quite a, a deal of time on this podcast. And I know that many people have spent time in the conversation they've had over the last couple of years about the, the ways that what we've been through together have changed our rhythms. Mm-hmm. And and summer has always kind of been pre-pandemic, within pandemic, and now uh, like quote unquote post-pandemic. Uh, it's not post-pandemic, <laughs> right? Uh, it is for my family is, right? <laughs> at least <laughs> for the next ninety party. days. <laughs> Post-COVID, <laughs> but uh, summer has always been kind of that time that changes the rhythm of our ministry and how we interact with our people and our families and our young people and uh, our youth and uh, changes our daily schedules uh, for work and things like that. Um, So uh, the question we're going to wrestle with today is how does the change in rhythm during the summer affect each of you? Um, we're going to wrestle with it here, but we want that question to be something that you uh, also wrestle with, which is what does the change in rhythm either uh, allow for you? What opportunities does it give you or what does it keep you from? So kind of a this or that, because I know that the change in rhythm is really welcomed by a lot of people in ministry as a time that kind of slows down in some ways. But for some of us uh, with youth programming in the summer trips and camps and VBS and all those sorts of things that the change in rhythm is actually amped up and it keeps you from some things or changes um, some things about rest and relaxation. So let's pose that question and wonder about it today. What, what is it allowing for us or what does it keep us from and how does that make us feel? (laughs) Well, I mean, not to get complainy, but it keeps me from waking up at a more acceptable time for my body and my family. <laughs> every day, every day, guys. Like meaning the sun comes up too early. The or- schedule, the schedule. I gotta get here. We gotta start the program. We gotta be on. It's like you're on, 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 which is so wonderful. And also, <laughs> sleep, please. More sleep. It allows me the opportunity to go to bed way earlier than I normally do. Just, you know, for starters. Yeah. I feel like I always welcome summer, even though it produces like some, a couple of crazy making weeks with trips and and whatever. The day-to-day allows me more space to think about things and plan things and sort of reimagine what the school year can look like um, going forward that I don't have space for in the program year. Hmm. gives me an opportunity to evaluate, um, to change some things up, rewrite, redo, rework. And 
I don't know if this is the same for you, but like during the program year, um, Wednesday is always the focus of my, like the the sun rises and sets on Wednesdays. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And in the summer, I just get to have a regular work week, like Monday through, or, you know, Sunday through Thursday. And I don't have as many evening things. I don't know. I just, the, the rhythm of my week changes and I appreciate, I appreciate that. I, my office is in lower level two in the building that I work in. And so like in the fall and winter, there are days that I get to work and the sun is not up. And when I leave, the sun is not up (laughs) and I like don't see the sun the whole day. So when I get to leave at the end of the workday and I have like so many extra hours of sunlight available to me in the summer, I'm like, whoa, I have a whole extra day, it feels like. So the rhythms of the work days and the patterning of, of that, I always enjoy. Gives mm-hmm. me a little extra space, breathing space. I feel like I always put a lot of weight on summer, you know, mm. that, that we'll get to the end of the program year and hit Memorial Day or whenever it is that things, the rhythm changes and that I'll have all this time to plan for the fall and I'll have all this time to like rewrite curriculum and Mm -hmm. put things together and plan worship and plan series and do all these things. And then like I spent, I feel like I spend the first chunk of time just like trying to catch my breath. Cleaning up. And then I'm like, <laughs> it's July tomorrow. What the heck? Um, and now I'm out of time. There is that. And then vacation isn't as welcomed as I was hoping that it would be because then I'm, you know, behind another week and things like that. So I actually don't really know how I feel now being, you know, what, 12 years in full time ministry going through this cycle every year that I don't actually know how I feel about summer <laughs> and the change of rhythm. Like there are days where I totally love it and enjoy the flexibility of it. And there's other times where I just like absolutely hate it because mm-hmm. there's so much pressure on thinking about the, the next thing that's coming. And so sure, I think, I think I find myself needing to be reminded of the things that, that, slow me down and give me life. And uh, in some ways, I think it would be helpful if I just didn't think of summer as different than the program here, <laughs> you know, that it just is like all one collective thing and stop putting so much pressure on it. Because I feel like I feel the same after um, Christmas in a lot of ways too. It's like, ah, January. <sighs> and then I blink and the next thing is, is there. So yeah, it's, it, I, I don't, I don't actually know what it allows other than maybe some more flexibility with, with vacation time or something like that. Cause otherwise mm-hmm. it's just bananas in a different way. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really love about summer though, and this, well, regardless of which sort of program I'm a part of, whether I'm on a mission trip, whether I'm hanging around at VBS or, you know, helping with summer stretch or whatever, I love the, regular by regular i mean like frequent casual hanging out with 
the youth that are around here that like I get to see kids almost every day and we're just doing life and doing ministry alongside of each other. And that is a different sort of rhythm than the school year because you see them once a week and they're there for a thing. You see them for like an hour, maybe two, and then they're off to do the thing. But to get the like everyday contact is just really fun and good. It's so good. And it just adds life to, it just adds life to my sense of what I'm doing here. (laughs) But, and that, that those rhythms, like, as I was complaining about, like it adds this different speed to summer ministry that then, yeah, it's already July and oh crap. I haven't even looked at curriculum for next, for the fall yet, because I felt like I had all this time, except for now all the time it's gone. (laughs) So we get to August and then it's like, Let's go yeah. get it down. <laughs> Our congregation, um, this was a motion passed by the council, gave our whole staff an extra week of vacation this summer. Nice. And so the church building is closed. The whole Everybody's taking the same week off. And we've moved all the outside groups and all of the different things off of the calendar. So that staff can have an extra respite, which was such a gift, <laughs> so unexpected. And yeah, so it it does throw like a, a wrench in the, you know, the rhythm of like when the calendar turns to August, that's means this, 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 and this. And to have permission to say you know, that waits one more week because we're all, we're all not going to be here, which is a pretty phenomenal thing um, Mm -hmm. to have an extra unexpected gift of respite. I think I have no idea what I'm going to do with my time (laughs) because we already had our vacation plans and whatever, but just the permission to say, everything stops for a bit and the world will turn without you. (laughs) So that's kind of fun to think, to look forward to and to think about what do you do with a gift like that? You know? And it was sort of like the letter that they wrote to us was like, don't fill it with dentist appointments and like, don't fill it with a bunch of extra things that you feel like, oh, I have this time to do these extra things, like take it actually as rest. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. I think the the issue here with how we receive and embrace changes in rhythm has to do with how much we have feel like we have to pack into each day as an as the alternative rhythm. Mm-hmm. Right. That the the change in rhythms are so it's the word so drastic, right? That 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 we've built uh in a lot of ways, we've built our program years around being like frantically busy and filling the days and filling them with all sorts of things that even if it's not really true that summer isn't isn't filled with things and that there are ways to spend our time, we we long for just a simple change to the regular rhythm because we feel like on the other side of it holds this oasis of 
free time and <laughs> breath and you know not the consumeristic capitalistic kind of ways of being and then when that doesn't pan out to be that way when we're met with yes a different rhythm but a, the same a, a, this a, a rhythm of the same version or a version of the same thing um like like what what <laughs> the hell is this you know <laughs> and that's why i have a i think a, dif- a difficulty with the chain with those changes is because even though one or the other is welcome because there are things about that i'm looking forward to about being back in the normal quote unquote normal rhythm which is you know a dependable schedule things i know that are coming each week you know a th- thought out plan, those kinds of things where, you know, summer just has a little bit of a little bit more of an ambiguous feel to it um, in a lot of ways. But, but I think that's worth thinking about as we think about our families and our young people and the rhythms that they're in and, you know, the challenges to the rhythm, the normal church rhythm that we used to have, that, that there are things that have been embraced by families uh, and young people about the, the change in rhythm meaning like the change in not coming to church all the time. Um, that is like, great. It's like one more thing that's not on our, on our list, but that doesn't mean that the, the rhythm change has somehow like freed them from, Mm. from the, the list. It's just, you know, the, the list is filled with more things because the, the, the rhythm change has just created more space for more things to be added into it. And, and so I wonder uh, about, I, I wonder about our rhythms anyway, and, mm-hmm. and how we cr- frame those. Because uh, uh, honestly, Danica, a week of another week of vacation gifted to you by your employer should not feel like, uh, like sure. you've been given, like you've been given the holy grail. <laughs> you know, it should it shouldn't feel like that. That's that's insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, a forced change of rhythm for one week shouldn't feel the way that it does. Totally. And that's the part that I'm, I am wrestling with about how do we change our collective rhythms, no matter what time of the year it is to be, to, to, to create more space for, um, for the things that give us life. We're going to be talking about in our congregation, we're going to be talking about uh, first Peter the next we're following the narrative lectionary stuff talking about first Peter and one of the uh, in the last week of it um, there's this line from first Peter chapter five that says and after you have suffered for a little while the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore support strengthen and establish you to him be the power forever and ever amen but I think about those four words, right? To restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. And I wonder what shape those take in our lives. And I'm wondering if that has to do with our rhythms and finding the things that the gifts that God has given us, the things that interest us, the things that give us life. And what are the, what are the ways that we are taking in our life, the opportunity to restore, support, and strengthen and establish ourselves? Um, knowing that that's what God is giving to us, not that we have to do it ourselves, but mm-hmm. what are those things in our life that change the rhythm for us so that we can be restored and supported and strengthened and established rather than just like gasping for air so that we can get back to the the breathless pursuit of whatever it is. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I follow Morgan Harper Nichols on social media. Oh, I just love her. And I have her app, the Storyteller app, which I also very much love. And the other day she had some words that kind of hit me, you know, <laughs> like chill, you know, the, the reminder to chill. Morgan's very good at reminders to chill. And her, the words um, for the other day were, it's okay to not always be inspired. It's okay to focus on the little things you have to do and then give yourself some space. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, we really need <laughs> reminders like that to slow us down a bit and uh, refocus. I mean, yeah, I think, Adam, you hit you hit on a number of things that get at just American culture, this culture that we live in and how we just continue to perpetuate the consumerism and the busy schedule. And just the fact that we're talking about rhythms means mm-hmm. they're, you know, like that we have necessary rhythms to every season we can never get away from the rhythm and well is that part of our role as church to invite our people into those words you just shared that like get away from the rhythm a bit mm-hmm. but but like I think we, have to, we have to do it too yeah that's the thing i think that's the tricky part for church staff is that we're inviting people into these practices but Meanwhile, we're like creating so many extra things for them to, in order for them to be able to have space or whatever. Um, A couple of years ago, we did Sabbath during the season of of Epiphany. And we brainstormed all these ways of like, how are we going to invite, help people invite Sabbath into their life? And we like literally filled our calendar with like, here's a labyrinth opportunity. Here's a this, here's a that. And Mm like, the staff burnout of the creating places for people to experience Sabbath was like, what actually is our problem? Like, yeah, yeah, we need to figure out how to practice what we preach yeah, and not assume that we are the way in which people get to have rest or, mm. I, you know, I just, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got the like Encanto <laughs> song um, of Louisa sings like, you know, she kind of holds it all. Mm-hmm. And like in some ways that's like a personification of church work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we'll hold it all so that you can have this great experience yeah. with the Holy spirit and you can encounter the living God. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> we're crumbling under pressure. Yeah. I think that's a really important thing, right? That, that we think about the ways that we are engaging people in ministry and faith in these places in a way that, that helps change the rhythm for them. You know, I, I, we're thinking a lot here about how um, the, the programming, again, I'm using air quotes. You can't ever see them when I'm doing that. So hopefully you can hear it in my voice. But how we change our the things that we program here at our church that that help plan help people plan into their daily rhythms an opportunity to just be right. So we and and so, and so I love this reminder about allowing for that opportunity for us as staff to do that because one of one of the things that probably is getting lost in uh, this thing that we're doing at our church all summer on Wednesday nights 
giving people the opportunity to like schedule into their day, just free time. Right. So like there's, we're not, we're not doing programming. You just come and share a meal and just hang out and just like carve out an hour or however long works for you to come here and just be. And I think that's why it's, it's been successful is that people are enjoying just the opportunity to come and just have programmed free time, right? That this, that, that we're not, you don't have to do Bible study. We're not doing all this other stuff. Like you're just coming in and being same with our Sunday mornings. You know, I think there's this, there's this, because we've got a captive audience on Sunday mornings, we feel this, this necessity as church staff to like program the morning away when really it, would it be more beneficial to us and to our people to just like say, yep, we got coffee and we got a nice tasty treat go and just be, and we're not going to fill it with adult education and we're not going to fill it with uh, extra things for you to do. There's just an opportunity for you to change the, the rhythm. I don't think this stuff is like rocket science. I'm, I didn't come up with this, but I do think it's worth thinking about the ways that we that we view the things that we do to be a an opportunity to change the rhythm the the rhythms of people's of people's lives in a way that allows for them to just take a moment to be. It doesn't mean that we got to like do meditation on in yoga and breathing exercises, which are really helpful, by the way. And I'm not, hurt, I'm, not hurt. I'm not, yeah, I'm not <laughs> that would, they would be helpful, <laughs> but it's not for everyone. And I think there are still ways to change the rhythm that do people give people the same effect. And so I wonder what that might look like as we go forward in the ways that we, that we plan our program years, but also our summers that help people to change their rhythm. But, but now I'm feeling a little bit convicted as a, as a leader, uh, for not having provided, uh, maybe provided more opportunities for my staff to feel the same, the same way, sorry, for the staff at my congregation to feel the same way. There's still time. It's only yeah, July. Right. Um, so, <laughs> but we're doing a lot to create it for other people. I think you're right. I love that. I love the reminder that, that we have to do it for ourselves as well. Because then we'll get to the end of the summer and it'll all be over and be like, <gasps> and now kickoff. What now? Right. Yeah. And like, it doesn't have to be a week. It doesn't have to be a, you know, like what, what sort of morale boost would it be? Like mm-hmm. we're taking everybody out for lunch or we're just going to schedule some time to just be together and we're not going to have a meeting and we're not going to talk about church and we're not going to whatever. Or like, yeah. Um, Hey, it's Friday afternoon. See ya on Monday. Like, you know, it, it's, it's noon on Friday. Please go home. Mm-hmm. I think some of those pieces go a long way as well to mm-hmm. give something unexpected or have an yeah. opportunity that's unexpected or outside of your regular rhythm because relationship is important too. And the rest is a part or relationship is a part of rest. I think when we mm-hmm. can take strength in each other and, and know each other outside the grind. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be this gigantic gesture. It could be, we're going mini golfing this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just think we we sometimes for the sake of the hamster wheel, just grind it out until we can't anymore. And we forget that like, there's actually joy in what we do. And mm-hmm. we, we actually serve a God who has a sense of humor and is 
playful and fun and doesn't take everything as seriously as we always do. Mm. (laughs) So the reminder to play together too, I think is, and together you can, whatever that means to you, it's as your staff or you invite your staff to go do something fun with their, with their family or whatever. I don't know. I, I just think we've, for the sake of the keeping up with the Joneses or, you know, doing all the things, having all the things available, we've sucked the fun out of it sometimes. (laughs) So everybody go have fun. Go play some mini golf this afternoon. (laughs) All right, done. (laughs) And tell your boss that 3TC team said so. (laughs) Yeah, right. If you kind of like the kind of like when uh, um, the sports team wins a championship or uh, like they got a they've got a a late a late game or something like that. And the the social media marketers like put this let like write a letter for them to their boss to hand in in the morning while they were while they (laughs) asking for permission to stay up or to be in late. If you need us to write you a letter, we're we're, we got it. We will do it. We we got it. Yeah, I bet Todd would too. <laughs> I bet he'd sign it. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna just sign Todd up for that. And put it on yeah. Martin's list. You can print that's, it as yes, necessary. That's, good. that's right. It'll be on Martin's we'll list. We'll make it into a, an editable PDF <laughs> so you can change the date that's and right. the activity. <laughs> yeah. We'll load our si- digital signatures in there so you can just <laughs> plop them in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just think like let's let's not take it all so seriously that we forget to insert some joy in our own lives so that we can, I mean, it goes to those four words, like what, what will strengthen you? What will yeah, um, restore you for the inevitable slog that yeah. is always around, <laughs> always around. Like there's no getting yeah. away from it. It just takes a yeah. different form. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, it sounds weird to say that we get singularly focused because our, like, because we're not singularly focused. We're just being pulled in a million different directions for getting one thing to the next and things taking our attention and, and those sorts of things. But we are singularly focused in a lot of ways to, uh, on, um, like getting through the day or getting to the next, the next thing and what a change in rhythm allows. And if we create spaces that allow for that, and we encourage it by modeling it ourselves, what it does allow for us, for, for us is that we aren't then singularly focused on the thing, the thing that's going to take up all of our time or getting through the day that, that we have that part of our lives, but we also have this other, this other piece where we're focused on what's renewing us and what, what opportunities we're taking to to be restored. And then we're, we're not on that one singular path. And I think, I think there's something to be found there because clearly we have, like we discovered through the, the forced change of rhythm in the pandemic, that it was actually kind of a welcomed thing by a lot of people. We got sick of it really fast. I know that, but, uh, and angry about it. Because, you know, fourth change of rhythm isn't really the, the thing that we're all in this for. But we did find that it was kind of welcomed for a little while uh, that, boy, not having 100 things on my list during the day is actually kind of nice. Um, not adding another thing on a, on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning or whatever it is is actually kind of nice. Um, it also then ended up kind of sucking 
but there were some things that were really nice about it. So then what does that tell us about where we're going and the, the necessity for us as church leaders to create different rhythms throughout the course of a year that actually restore people and don't, uh, don't leave us desperately waiting for the change of rhythm and then getting to that change of rhythm and going, this isn't what I needed or wanted. Mm -hmm. Dang it. I think the invitation to not go back to doing all the things. Yeah. It's permission we need to give not only our people, but ourselves. So, yeah. All right. I think, is that enough for today? I think so. Yeah. Just, I mean, I think it's just an encouragement to everybody to think about that question. Like what, what do changes in rhythm uh, make space for in your life and what does it keep you from? And, what are the answers to those questions tell you about where you need to go and what you need yeah. to be? Totally. Yeah. Well, before we do go, I do have a few announcements and reminders that I want to put out there. I want you to remember that Martin's List is out there and available to you with lots of resources and materials uh, that you can check out and use in your ministry. Go to martinslist.org. And also, I don't know if you know this, but extravaganza registration for 2023 in Anaheim is open. So you can start signing up for that. It's going to be amazing to be together in California. And thank you so much to all of you who are members of the network. Your membership makes things like Third Tuesday Conversation, our mobile app and Connect Journal and Discipling Cohorts Initiative and Extravaganza and much more possible. If you're not a member of the network, we'll encourage you to join. If you are, double check to make sure your membership is up to date. You can do so by logging into the website and then clicking on your name at the top to see your account status. We're grateful to be a community that cares for this ministry. Thank you so much for listening. New podcasts will be released on the third Tuesday of every month. Be sure to subscribe so you receive them as they come out and share with your friends. And finally, thanks to our friend, Paul Amlin, the 3TC producer for his work. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.